0: Darren Dreger, kind of our frenemy today because we he's somewhere warm he's and. we somewhere cold. <laughs> our TSN hockey insider, Darren Dreger, joins us on the phone right now. Dregs, I, I know that your day is better than mine right now.
1: Uh, well, that's hard to say. Um, <laughs> I just came out of a hotel lobby, uh, and a good chunk of what was discussed by the Board of Governors is somewhat eye glazing. That's the term I use. Um, still informative stuff. But now I'm I'm actually out and staring at the ocean. So oh, the worst. yeah, my day just
2: got a lot better than yours, yes. Yeah. I uh, is it is it shorts? Is it linen? What's going on here, Darren?
1: <laughs> well, I'm in a suit at the moment, but as soon as we get all of our T V duties and radio duties and podcast duties out of the way, then there could be shorts and a T shirt in my future. As for the other stuff, Matthew, I'll just I'll I'll leave that to your imagination.
2: <laughs> done and done. It is a very uncomfortable line of questioning when one man is asking another, what are you wearing? Um, as for the glazed over part of the Board of Governors meeting, uh, I'm assuming if if the eyes are glazed, then the word escrow might have been used 17 different times. Is, uh, is that sort of what you're dropping?
1: Well, look, I can tell you Commissioner Bettman was feisty today talking
2: Ooh.
1: about the, the potential Shocking. of the salary cap adjustments uh, and and projection you know, the way the revenues have grown, there's lots of reason for NHL owners and the players for that matter to feel optimism, but they don't feel like they're in a position yet to project that the salary cap is going to increase next year beyond a flat cap, which is the one million. Mm-hmm. Now there's some, there's some potential twists and turns in that, which could elevate as we reported on. So the players association is still, of course, the players are still paying back their debt, which is why escrow is in place. And at the end of the season, escrow drops to six percent. Now, Commissioner Bettman says, according to the agreement, the debt has to be paid off, and if it isn't, then that's why the salary cap only gets bumped up modestly—that one million. However, NHLPA sources have indicated that there, there could be a different approach. It would have to be met by way of a PA presentation, likely at the end of the year during the off season where they would acknowledge that the player debt hasn't entirely paid off. They're comfortable with that as long as the escrow isn't impacted. But they would let recommend that the salary cap increase two to maybe as much as three million. And that's where Bettman got feisty because, you know, his sense was that we're trying to kick start a negotiation that hasn't started yet between the NHL and the Players Association. So to be determined. So right now, as far as the NHL is concerned, it'll be a one million flat cap environment next year, but that could change.
0: Right. Okay, I was seeing some quotes come out from the Board of Governors yeah. meeting. So I was liking kind of the Bettman sass. Um, <coughs> one, some of it regarding the virtual <coughs> board ads, Drex? He, he didn't think yeah. that uh, the glitches were, were pro- problematic at all?
1: <laughs> no, he didn't. And look, I, I'm actually on side with him with this. Okay. Um, because I've, I've seen some of the groaning and the hissing on social media and whatnot. shocking I know yeah. but I don't find it distracting because I'm actually watching the game of the puck like if if you're distracted and that was Bettman's point you know, yeah. I, especially you know you, from a TV perspective yeah I mean on occasion it catches your eye and you're like yeah that seems dumb um, but then you realize okay well the puck isn't there anymore I'm following the play and this is a pretty good game and you, you kind of forget about the, the digital enhanced boards and whatnot. I mean, look, everything is, is revenue driven and he didn't give a specific number to the amount of money that they're making off these virtual ads, but you can be sure that it's not an insignificant amount. And he did recognize that it's, it's more than what they were expecting. So, uh, all roses as far as he's concerned and doesn't sound like he's paying much attention to anybody who's complaining about it.
2: First off, Darren, people hissing or being upset on social media. Why do you have to lie to the listeners?
1: <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. Never happens.
2: No. And by the way, any digital ad that can make ensure that the Maple Leafs can re-sign all their players, I am for. Um, yeah. D- Darren, more likely to happen in this scenario. Ryan Reynolds owns Ottawa. Or Connor McDavid is facing off against Austin Matthews in a gold medal <laughs> international hockey tournament. Of those two yeah. options, which one is more likely to happen first? Ah,
1: uh, first, yeah, that'd be Reynolds uh, because look, uh, Batman did, uh, uh, you know, also mentioned that he and Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly met with Ryan Reynolds not that long ago and, and talked about the possibility. I mean, Reynolds has made it abundantly clear publicly that he wants to be part of uh, the, the purchase of the Ottawa Senators. You know, it's expected that he would take a a, minor, a minority share if, in fact, he is involved. But, you know, there's been a lot of reporting on the sale of the Ottawa Senators. And Batman clarified, look, there are no bids. That have been submitted yet, because the process doesn't allow full bids. He said that there are roughly uh, a dozen or so interested parties that have signed non-disclosure agreements, which means they can't talk about uh, any of it. Uh, I believe one of those includes Michael Anlauer, who is here representing the Montreal Canadiens. He's a minority owner. For the Montreal Canadiens, I mean, his name has been attached to the potential buy of the Ottawa Senators for quite some time. So there's probably not a lot that is going to change on that front until the new year. But, you know, again, back to Ryan Reynolds, you know, Bettman thinks that that having a celebrity with that level of passion, um, the, the, the marketing expertise that he might bring to not only Ottawa, the national hockey league, should be considered a good thing.
0: Absolutely. Our TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dreger. <clears throat> Darren Dreger joining us from Florida. Did you Dreger. put an A at the end of the- that? was ridiculous. That was just a <laughs> Tuesday. I, I think it's kind of cold up here, so I've got a little bit of a shiver happening. It is cold. We're at Scotiabank Arena, Dregs, so please Darren. forgive me. Uh, while we're on the subject of the Board of Governors meeting, and Gary Bettman yesterday marked 30 years of Gary Bettman as commissioner of the NHL. Uh, when you think back on that time, Dreggs, what do you think will be... The most notable thing, maybe to this point, that Gary Bettman has done for hockey?
1: Well, I mean, the revenue growth uh, is pretty substantial, obviously. I, I think the league is tracking somewhere in the vicinity of $6 billion in revenues this year. You know, you look at the the expansion money that has been brought into the owners' pockets. Um, you think of rule changes, how the game has, has shifted over the decades, Uh, player safety introduced to the Department of Player Safety Department. Um, Yeah, really, it goes on and on. Uh, You know, when you you think of leaders of pro sports, I believe David Stern made 30 years, right, in the NBA, and he was the longest standing uh, commissioner at that point. So Gary Bettman's 30-year anniversary officially is, I believe, in February. Now, he was hired at the very hotel that we're staying at 30 years ago here. Uh, and and became one of, you know, pro sports' most powerful execs. And you talk to any of the owners, um, nothing but high praise for Batman. And that has to do with everything that I've just said. But then on top of that, you've got a hard salary cap, which of course still infuriates every ex-player and current player yeah. and player agent and all that that goes in with it. But. You you do have cost certainty in that regard. So when it comes to collective bargaining and all the negotiating that Bettman has done with Don Fear, with Bob Goodnow, go down the list. Uh, he has represented the NHL owners in a high capacity.
0: Yeah, you know, for as much as we kind of tend to, and maybe me personally, tend to clown on uh, Gary Bettman's love for the Arizona Coyotes and his dedication to to making sure they work out, how much credit do you think he deserves for the expansion of hockey in parts of North America where it may not be traditionally popular?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been an important platform for the National Hockey League. Um, You know, that's not all on the commissioner. They have varying departments that manage those sorts of things. You know, you've got the Global Series that comes into play. It was very important for the yeah. Players Association as well and the NHL to just recognize that there are so many great elite-level players from other parts of the world, not just Canada and the United States, that make up a big portion of, of what makes the NHL so successful. Now, I say that, and, and, and I'm going to provide a little bit of balance here because I will say, you know, my opinion, the NHL still has a long way to grow from a marketing aspect. And we're not just talking about eyeballs and dollars here. We're just talking about the impact, the footprint of the National Hockey League. I mean, you think of the National Football League or the NBA, those are two sport giants that from a marketing perspective do it right. I mean, when's the last time the NFL, from a marketing perspective, swung and missed on something? It just doesn't seem to happen. And yet, you know, the NHL just seems to kind of dawdle along and, and find its way. But that's not through lack of effort, right? So there's always something on the radar of the NHL and the Players Association. So we'll see what they can do moving forward.
2: We are joined by our very warm TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dreger, live from the Board of Governors meetings in Florida. Uh, Darren, moving over to the Maple Leafs, and more sort of just a bigger picture question for you. And they're taking on Anaheim. The last time they faced the Ducks, they lost. Mitch Marner was being benched. Sheldon Keefe was being fired. Austin Matthews could yeah. not score. Now uh, they are one of the best teams, one of the best records in the NHL. Is it, if it, there's a lot of different reasons why, but is there one more than any other that sticks out to you, Darren, about what's the, the reason for the turnaround for the team?
1: Yeah, adversity and how they faced it head-on, right? You know, when, when they ran into goalie issues with Murray and Samsonov, both hurt. I mean, how many Leafs fans expected that Eric Schalgren was going to be able to, to carry that load and that the team was going to be able to respond the way that they did, but they did. Um, now they're healthy in gold and they've got a great tandem in Samsonoff and Matt Murray defensively. At one point, they had Riley out with Jake Muzzin and TJ Brody. Well, Brody is back, but that's a lot of stress on that blue line. And, hey, 39-year-old Mark Giordano was able to give more in terms of time on ice and situational stuff. Uh, Lilligren and uh, Sandine both were willing to take on more responsibility and I think for the most part have flourished in an enhanced role. So that stuff matters. And and I think through all of that, this team has really, really come together. And, you know, we can see that every time Marner extends his point streak by a game. I mean, the, the players are thrilled that he's not only making Toronto Maple Leaf history, but he's creeping into league conversation. Now, he's not going to, you know, equal Wayne Gretzky's 51-game point streak. But I just, I see a closeness about this group that maybe we haven't seen in recent years.
0: Yeah, definitely something special special <laughs> happening there right now. Our TSN Hockey Insider, Darren Dreger, on the phone. And, Dregs, just before we let you go have a swim, we'll we'll go around the league Aww. a little bit uh, with what's happening. Nazem Kadri went down with an injury last night uh, after contact with Nick Suzuki. Do you think that he'll get a call from <laughs> player safety today, or did it look more like incidental contact to you?
1: It, it looked more incidental to me. Uh, George Peros is actually part of the Board of Governors meetings here.
0: Ah, he's busy. Um,
1: so... Yeah, he has been busy. I mean, you look at a few suspensions over the last week or so, yeah. He, he was too quiet for the Department of Player Safety. So, again, I'm just going based on the, the two replays that I saw, you know, on uh, on video earlier today. I did not ask George directly, and I don't think it came up. I wasn't part of, of that scrum. So I wish I had a firm answer for you. I don't. Uh, but anytime you see a player, like it's not like Nazim Kadri is on the ice all the time, like belly down, right? Like So yeah. when a player like that who plays a feisty game likes the physical aspect of it, gets tagged and stays down, well, that, that gets everyone's attention. And just to quickly remind you of the process, what happens is Department of Player Safety would quickly clip that. Um, their opinions on the hit would come from varying forms, and then ultimately, yeah, it's up to George Peros to say, okay, well, this one requires a, a phone hearing or worse, and oftentimes it doesn't get to that level because of the opinion garnered and ultimately the decision made by Peros, head of the department.
0: Right, interesting. Actually, one one more quick one before uh, we let you get about your day, Dregs. NBA announced that they're going to change some award names to more current players and, and characters that league fans might know a little bit better now. Can you see the NHL ever opting to do the same thing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been discussed. Like, how formally, I don't know. Right. Uh, we in the media have asked you know, again, the powers that be and many of them are here. Uh, the more traditionalists inside hockey operations of the NHL, maybe the commissioner's office just kind of roll their eyes and go, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, uh, the names on the trophies currently are well established and historical figures. Yeah. Um, but as, as we all get older, you know, it does seem a little bit weird that there hasn't been more significant discussion on like, a Wayne Gretzky award, you know, as opposed to Art Ross and all of those things. So they talk about it, but I think they talk about it in a very informal fashion. And when it becomes public, it's because we're poking around asking if the NHL, at one point, maybe do the same thing.
0: Ah, okay. Well, thank you so much, Dregs, for joining us. And Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm sure it'll be a blast.
1: All right. Have a good one, guys.
0: Darren Dreger, our TSN Hockey Insider, joins us from Florida. Yeah, Palm
2: Beach or where the hell he is.